You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a boot camp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Welcome to the January 2020 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team. So that means that each month we round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and chatted about in the Course Report office. And we round it all up and share it with you. So this is our first podcast of 2020. If you are curious about what happened last year, pause this episode, don't listen any further, and go back and listen to our last episode where we rounded up all of the biggest news from 2019. And then you can come back here because we are going to talk about all of the January news for the next 20, 30 minutes. And Jess, what are we going to cover today? We have some new acquisitions and fundraisers to tell you about, and we'll look at which big companies are now partnering with which coding boot camps. We also have some great success stories from coding boot camp grads that we read about in the news. And for all of you recently graduated boot campers, we're going to share a couple of articles about ways to spruce up your resume for that new tech job. And there's been more buzz about boot camps and school accreditation. So we'll cover the regulatory news that you need to know as well. Um, and of course, we have a roundup of general coding boot camp updates, new campuses, new coding boot camps. We'll discuss our favorite recent pieces from our course report blog. Okay, well, let's start by talking about news around a few bootcamp acquisitions in January. We are recording this on January 28th, so the ink is not even dry on this first deal. But online education company K12, super recently, like I think the deal is still closing, acquired coding school Galvanize for $165 million. Remember that Galvanize bought hack reactor last year for an undisclosed amount. So the latest there is that Galvanize was teaching all of their data science immersives and Hack Reactor was teaching the software engineering immersives. K-12 historically has primarily focused on online educational programs for elementary through high school students, but this will bring career education for adults into their portfolio as well. And so far, GeekWire and EdSurge have covered this deal. I'm sure that others will as well, so we will keep you up to date in the coming months about how this is going to impact students. But it sounds like um, for the next at least six months, not much will change. The K-12 CEO, Nate Davis, said on their earnings call that they're basically going to let Galvanize continue spending money on revenue opportunities like expanding to new campuses, corporate training, military training for the next six months. And on that same earnings call, Davis says that he actually sees further opportunity in licensing Galvanize curriculum to university and schools. Publishing company Wiley continues to expand its footprint in the career education market. It recently purchased London-based M3 for $129 million. Um, so now it will join Wiley's recent coding bootcamp acquisitions of Software Guild and Learning House. Hacktivate, which is an Indonesian-based coding bootcamp, raised $3 million in January. According to Tech in Asia, Hacktivate will use this investment to open more campuses in Indonesia and also to set up the first income share agreement in Indonesia. 
EdTech startup Confinity raised an undisclosed seed round led by AngelList and other investors this month. Confinity offers software programming courses um, on its AI-powered platform to 12 colleges in India and offers an ISA. Um, with these funds raised, um, Confinity plans to expand their services over 100 colleges across 12 cities, all within the next six months. It's a busy six months. And according to an article in the Indiana Business Journal, Indiana tech companies have seen a 260% increase in venture and growth funding since 2018. That was partly attributed to Indianapolis-based Kenzie Academy raising $100 million in tuition financing to help incoming students pay for training in November. It was the biggest deal of the year for Indiana. Wow. Um, that's two deals worth over a hundred million dollars. That's huge. Um, in other bootcamp news, I read that Esther Wyshitsky has officially joined the Holborn School's Board of Trustees. Um, Wyshitsky is an American journalist and an educator in the Silicon Valley, and she is well known for her 2019 book on how to raise successful people. Uh, Liz, were there any other big bootcamp updates from January? For sure. So Flatiron School just received a $1.2 million grant to offer scholarships to people who are historically underrepresented in the tech world, including women, minorities, veterans, and people with disabilities. The grant was provided by Cognizant U.S. Foundation, which supports STEM education and skills training. And the scholarships will now fund Flatiron's Next Tech 100 scholarship program in Houston, Atlanta, Chicago, Denver, and Washington, D.C. According to a report from Coding Dojo, Atlanta was recently named one of the top most affordable cities for developers. Um, Coding Dojo crunched some numbers and found that the most affordable cities for developers include Detroit, Michigan, St. Louis, Missouri, Huntsville, Alabama, and Lowell, Mass. And finally, on bootcamp updates, Noodle Partners, which is an online program manager, published this year in review in university business. And their CEO, John Katzman, said that it was a banner year for university partnerships. Yeah. Um, as of January 2020, Noodle Partners have partnerships with 20 universities, including the University of Virginia, Tulane University, and the University of Michigan, plus the University of Tennessee. And they're making moves to partner with even more universities this year. Sounds like they are giving Trilogy Education and some of the other boot camps a run for their money. All very interesting. So obviously, coding boot camps are typically unaccredited programs, but we keep a pretty close eye on regulatory news and the environment around these non-accredited programs. And in January, there were actually a couple of moves on this front. So just first... How does Richard Garrett predict that 2020 will go for adult education? Richard Garrett, who's from the education research firm EduVentures, shared his predictions for higher ed this year, and he's anticipating growth in certificate program enrollment. Conventional four-credit education programs are no longer the only thing that matters to students. Um, and Garrett notes that there has been a depression in the number of CS grads as coding bootcamp grads continues to rise. Um, his third prediction is that in 2020, coding bootcamp graduates will outnumber domestic master's degrees awarded in computer science. 
Um, we'll include a link to Garrett's full predictions. They're totally worth the read. And an interesting piece on Texas Public Radio just came out about Texas coding boot camps and the TWC, which is the Texas Workforce Commission. Um, and that's the regulatory body that oversees boot camps and all other types of uh, vocational programs in Texas. So the story came out of a Twitter war between two boot camp founders from Codebound and CodeUp. Personally, I think that fight is a bit boring. Uh, What is actually interesting is really the talk about the regulatory environment in Texas. So here's what I learned. So we talk about the Texas Workforce Commission. We've talked about it before, but from what I can gather, if a coding bootcamp is not run by a university or associated with a university, then it falls under TWC oversight in Texas. Since 2016, TWC has licensed coding schools. They've approved curriculum and new programs and published student outcome data on jobs. Um, It can also lay out corrective actions for schools who are breaking the rules. But if the boot camp is actually run by a university, i.e., code bound and you know all of the trilogy education programs then they aren't regulated by anybody or you know they're regulated by the university um but because there's so much confusion around who is actually regulated by who i think it's all the more important that coding boot camps belong to cirr which is the council on integrity and results reporting and texas public radio interviews a couple of people to that effect as well chris lofton who's the ceo of austin coding academy said quote having real data with an agreed upon methodology that you can look at to understand what you're getting into as a potential student really helps with that decision. And I have to agree. I think Sierra is really important in light of that kind of confusion. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting thing and we're excited to keep following it. Um, there was also a deep dive into Lambda School um, in the information this month. We found out that Lambda School has pulled out of CIRR. They reported in 2018 that 85.9% of their graduates found jobs in their field within 180 days. But founder Austin Alred now says that they will publish their own outcomes report. Yeah, I mean, that's a shame. And when schools pull out of CIRR, I always wonder if that means that their numbers just didn't look great for that reporting period or if there's some internal conflict. Um, This kind of stemmed from a letter that 20 out of 22 students in Lambda School's new UX UI design program sent to the school saying that they felt like guinea pigs in the new course. Now, obviously... Lambda School is one of the larger boot camps out there, and so there's much more opportunity for kind of, you know, varied or unhappy customers. But it's something that the industry has to think about when a boot camp raises a ton of money or starts with VC money. Um, You know, are they growing sustainably? So Austin Allred, the Lambda School CEO, said, quote, if there's one thing I'm good at in life, it's growing something quickly, building hype for something quickly. That's kind of my superpower. Um, But, you know, you have to deliver results to back that up. And by backing out of CIRR, it's definitely hard to know what those results are. But we will keep an eye on this story, the TWC story, any other regulatory news. Um, we'll talk about it here. Liz, what new partnerships do we see between the coding boot camps this January? Some really interesting ones. First up, Launch Academy has officially partnered with Apprenti, which is a federally recognized registered apprenticeship program. Launch Academy has created a specific curriculum for those enrolled with Apprenti so they can learn technical skills. And Apprenti partners with employers like Cengage Learning, Harvard University IT, 
Liberty Mutual, and Wayfair to give its apprentices on-the-job training. So basically, students will do the 19-week Launch Academy boot camp, uh, which is based out of Boston, and will conclude with a two-week small group project where students will simulate what it's like to work as a professional software engineer in a small team setting. And speaking of partnerships, here's a big one. Galvanize has partnered with the U.S. Air Force. Um, Galvanize was recently awarded a Phase 1 SBIR contract by the U.S. Air Force. So by working with the Air Force's Technology Accelerator and Innovation Hub, um, Galvanize is going to create accelerated learning technology and training in order to upskill those on active duty. That is a huge contract. And finally, according to CNBC, Southeast Airline AirAsia has teamed up with Google to create AirAsia Google Cloud Academy. So AirAsia employees will use this bespoke platform to upskill with courses in software engineering, digital marketing, and tech infrastructure. Now we move on to our women in tech section of our podcast. Um, This is not breaking news, but the tech industry is still struggling with diversity. Um, While the U.S. Labor Department shows that the percentage of women in the workforce has climbed to 46.8%, a recent ADEVA report shows that women only make up 25% of computing jobs within the tech workspace. So how do we fix something like this? Um, Tech news site Takaris recommends that women enroll in coding boot camps. And there's so many online part-time boot camps available now, it makes it that much easier for women or anyone to learn to code in a schedule that works for them. For sure. And we know from our most recent outcomes and demographics report around coding boot camps that about 40% of boot camp graduates are women. So um, can definitely move the needle on that 25% number, which is still pretty sad. Um, In other women in tech news, Ada Developer Academy, which is an all-women boot camp in uh, the Pacific Northwest, just welcomed their new CEO, Lauren Sato. And Lauren is looking to focus on diversity by including a new initiative to increase inclusion of underrepresented minorities, including the LGBTQIA community into the tech world. These initiatives would include plans to add more social financial assistance to Ada students. So welcome to Lauren Sato. And since it's the top of the year, everyone has New Year's resolutions on the brain. Um, And we saw a bunch of articles this month on wisdom for boot camp grads. And we'd really like to share a few tips we found helpful. For all of you recent boot camp graduates, Melanie Curtin from Inc. uh, listed five things you didn't know that recruiters look for on your resume. These include making sure to update your resume and your LinkedIn profile. Plus, don't be afraid to list a few of your interests or hobbies at the bottom of your resume. But probably the best tip of all is to make sure that your resume is keyword optimized. Apparently, many hiring platforms use an applicant tracking system, or they call it ATS, to scan incoming resumes. And this means that if you don't have the right keywords, your resume won't pass the test, as in no human will have read it. Inc. recommends using websites like JobScan or ZipJob to untangle your resume and make it pass ATS with flying colors. And if you're worried about your pedigree if you graduated from a coding bootcamp, don't be, because Melanie points out that most rec- 
recruiters aren't looking for an Ivy League education. She even says that a recruiter for Accenture told her that when recruiting for a software engineering position in a past role, she was more interested in people who'd graduated from coding boot camps than those with a BS in computer science from a prestigious college. Uh, and that was because the coding boot camp people, especially if they graduated recently, were more likely to be up to date in terms of their knowledge base. So really reassuring words from an Accenture recruiter. Pretty cool. Definitely. Just submit your resume. (laughs) And finally, if you've been rejected for a data science position, Analytics India Mag recommends brushing up on your skills by enrolling in a course like the Introduction to Data Science from Metis, um, but also a bunch of other tips that would be helpful to a boot camper about how to move on and land the next job. And we will put a link to that full article. Uh, it's great for anyone who has graduated from a uh, data science boot camp or uh, someone who's currently enrolled. Liz, we saw a few new coding boot camps mentioned in the news this January. That is right, Jess. So according to Irish Tech News, Wild Code School just opened a campus in Dublin, Ireland for its five-month-long web development course. Wild Code School was founded in France in 2014 and now has 24 campuses across Europe. Back in the States, we heard about Electric Works in Indiana. Uh, Electric Works is a mixed-use space within a repurposed factory building in Fort Wayne, Indiana that hopes to open its own coding boot camp later this year. Um, We'll keep an eye on this and let you know of any future developments. It sounds like a really cool project. And Full Stack Academy has partnered with Louisiana State University to offer a new cybersecurity and web development certificate program this year. This is a six-month part-time program. Um, However, Full Stack and LSU hope to eventually open an immersive 14-week version. And we also read that Trilogy Education is partnering with Arizona State University to launch a part-time cybersecurity boot camp in Phoenix. Liz, it's been a busy month for Course Report, and can you believe that we've listed 13 new coding boot camps? I know. It's been crazy. You have listed 13 new coding boot camps. Um, Jess has been super busy over the last month adding a ton of new schools to the course report directory. Um, the first one was Boston-based Stack Education, which opened part-time full-stack coding boot camp programs in partnership with three New England colleges, Framingham State University, uh, Worcester State University. Are you proud of me for saying Worcester instead of Worcester? Um, and St. Joseph's College of Maine. Um, and Code Fellows has partnered with Washington Technology University to create Coding U, um, which we added. And Coding U is a coding boot camp for Eastern Washington. We also saw that Hacker U partnered with University of Central Florida, California State University, Long Beach, and American University to open three new cybersecurity boot camps. And you can find more information on Course Report. This month, we also added two new web development boot camps in Africa, Lake Hub Academy in Kenya and Flow State Academy in South Africa. And we've added a few more international coding boot camps this month to Altera Academy in Malang, Indonesia, and Developers.Institute in Tel Aviv, Israel. And finally, Anki Camp joined the Course Report school listings this January. Anki Camp offers a four-week part-time SQL crash course. We're only four weeks deep into 2020, and we already have so many new insightful pieces up on the Course Report blog. Yes. Okay, so let's wrap up the podcast by talking about our favorite pieces to work on um, in January. 
So to kick off the new year, we actually had quite a few new schools launching new boot camp courses, and many of those new programs included part-time offerings, um, which is great for boot campers who need to work full-time while while you know changing their career. Love it. Um, so actually, my favorite pieces to work on this this month were all about like the curriculum and kind of the inner workings of those new programs. Um, so I did interviews with uh, Codesmith about their new part-time online boot camp. Um, I also did an interview with Colt Steele, who was the curriculum developer for Springboard's new software engineering career track, uh, also online. And then I also did um, an interview with BrainStation about their new digital marketing diploma program. Um, so all of those are are on the course report blog now. They just give you like a nice overview of the course and also a deep dive into exactly what you can expect from it, what they're looking for in the ideal student, um, how to get in and how to be really successful in each of those. Yeah, there's so much good information about those um, new courses in those pieces that you mentioned, Liz. Um, This month, I really loved reading and also working on the pieces that were about um, different experiences of boot camp graduates. Um, Anya Lena in Germany shared how she juggled motherhood, a career foundry boot camp, plus a career change into UX design, which is really inspirational. Um, we also spoke with Etzia about um, her See Her Excel scholarship from General Assembly um, and how that helped make it possible for her to enroll in a boot camp that pivoted her from psychology to software engineering. And maybe my favorite piece, probably because it's my first piece for a course report, is the spotlight on WinCode alumni Pedro. Um, Pedro tried a few different majors in undergrad, biomedical engineering, finance, law. Pedro dropped out to begin the software engineering bootcamp at WinCode. And through WinTalent, a firm that connects WinCode's grads with hiring partners, Pedro landed an amazing job as a lead software engineer at Miami's Restaurant Brands International. Well, yes. Check out Pedro's uh, story, Etzia's story, Angelina's. Um, and, you know, keep up with our blog each week. We've got new alumni journeys, reviews on bootcamp curricula, all kinds of stuff on the blog. Um, so you can stay up to date there. Yeah. Plus, we have so much good stuff coming out in Q1. We just have kind of planned out a bunch of, of new pieces. And so you're going to want to check in every week. All right, Jess. <laughs> that does it for our January 2020 podcast. Um, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next month on the February Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. And of course, we love feedback. So email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving a review. We'll see you next month.